0: It's time for the Seatown town Sports Show. Here's your host, Clayton Ober.
1: Welcome into yet another edition of the Seatown town Sports Show, presented by 1522 Entertainment. Joining me today is Coach DeWitt. We are live from Possum Elementary School in his classroom, where he is a Third grade. third grade teacher. Okay, you haven't changed that. I, you've no. changed rooms, you just haven't changed what you're teaching still. Correct. So how are you doing today? Great, man. How's it feel to be back in your old stomping grounds? I think this place has shrunk. <laughs> I, like, I walk through the halls and I'll be like, the lockers seem a lot smaller now. That or I've really grown up. One
0: of the two. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit before the show, but uh, how uh, you're uh, making me feel old, man. You're a junior in college and I remember, like, you guys walking through the halls, you know, and so it's making me feel old right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how time flies. I mean, you're talking about coaching your son's baseball team, like, helping him. I'm like, wow, do we really feel old right now? Yeah. But uh, you know what? You've, uh, well, we tried, since this is a throwback episode, we, uh, back in the day when I was in seventh grade, it feels like forever ago now, but uh, we were trying for that – elusive undefeated got got close mm-hmm. didn't get there this year you coached the jonathan otter seventh grade team and made the perfect season
0: yeah how'd yeah. it feel it felt great you know it's one of those things where uh, you know it, to go undefeated in anything in my opinion it, it, is difficult you know i just feel that uh especially like in middle school you know you got kids that you know not very skilled yet um you know, and in the middle school basketball, it's just one of those things where you could have an off night because kids aren't, you know, sharpshooters like they are in high school. You know, you could play in our league. It's phenomenal now. You know, you got teams like North Union in our league now. Uh, very good uh, program up there. You know, other schools, but um, yeah, it just felt like, especially when this year we played uh, Marysville and Hilliard Heritage, played some D1 schools. So when I looked at the schedule, I I knew we were going to be good. But you know, you you always have a game or two where you feel like uh, you can get beat, or you're just having an off night or a team zoned you, and you know and you haven't prepared for a zone or a press and all of a sudden you're just turning the ball over and you can't make a basket and then your kids want to shut down um, but yeah overall uh, very successful um, season and I had, I always enjoy basketball it's just so much fun to coach so. same throwback remember remember do you remember that year mm-hmm. do, do you do you, I think about that
1: like I, I, I think of back a long like just because it was they were fun memories but <laughs> Me doing a LeBron before every game that year. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, well, and you remember we had like baby back powder then? everywhere back then, guys. It was rough.
0: It was, dude. There was baby <laughs> powder everywhere. It was craziness. Uh, yeah, Clay Diggity. He knew how to. He, awesome, dude. Best manager out. he will tell you that. I'll still tell you that. You'll never. You won't find a better manager and uh, guys to be around a team to fire him up. Um, you know the thing that also reminds me of is back in the day when you know it was around those times where we had to play at Rockway. We had to play. Aww. You remember, you're playing in this gym that's a Cracker Box. You can't hear cheerleaders <laughs> are yelling. I'm getting technical fouls because I, 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 I'm just mad to be there. Um, you know, and that's another thing that's changed. And, and you, you'll be proud of me. Well, for that this, was is uh, I don't give any technical fouls anymore. Earlier, when I was younger, days I was fiery. I kind of learned uh, to go away from yelling at refs and. Praising them more than anything. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's I, my that's my coaching tip for the show: is uh, butter up officials and umpires. Don't yell at them.
1: See, I'm like I, I've seen I I now when I go to games I I hate to I try not to be as critical as I used to be about refs, but like like I was at I've sit courtside for a lot of the when I do timeout coordinator I'm courtside for a lot of these uh, college basketball games and I was sitting courtside uh, and there was this one ref. This uh, woman official, and I don't know what it was, but, like, we have her all the time for Ohio uh, University women's games. And she does, I think she does men's games, too. But, like, she just, like, she'll call all the fouls, and the other wrestler won't make a call all night. Mm-hmm. Or, like, she'll call four straight, and then, like, the coach will ask her a question, and she'll get, like, stare at him, like, I don't want to give you a response. I'll be, like, I'm, like, I'm sitting there, like, a coach wants to know that he can coach his team to next time, next game, that foul doesn't happen. Right. But if the ref isn't willing to communicate with that coach, mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't – that's where it gets frustrating for – I think even the – like like I was just sitting there being timeout coordinator, but I, that was frustrating to me.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I, I've seen so many different officials and umpires just from coaching baseball and basketball, but a lot of it's kind of like a power trip in, in some ways that some of them they, they really do care about. They want to be the best or they want to move on to college, you know, or the next step. Or it's just they don't, they're just not very nice. I'll be honest. They think they want to carry themselves, that they're in control. And I get it. They should be. But there's also a better way to approach coaches, the coaches, and other stuff like that. Uh, Here's a fun fact for you this year. We, uh, one game you're at, London, uh, we had an official. We shot 51 free throws in a middle school game. 51. It was 51? In one game. That's, that's, that's. you do not even get that in any level, Dude, any level. It of play. was. I had four guys almost foul out. They all had four fouls. I had six, yeah, six guys with four fouls. One with like, that well, did five. I had five. It was crazy. And then in the eighth grade game, they shot thirty nine. So I got home that night like at ten thirty. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Every touch, you couldn't touch anybody. It was like Boop, foul. I'm like, Are like you the, serious?
1: Is, and I, you know, honestly, nowadays I'm at the point where uh, I now. I, because I go to all, all of Shawnee's varsity boys games when I'm, when I'm home, and, you know, see Coach McGuire and all of them, um, I just find it, I, I now, like, I'll normally sit with Brody Hannon, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's now on a ref. I don't know if you knew that. I he, didn't he's, he's done officiating, so it's been kind of funny now, though. But I'll sit with him, and he'll give me, like, different different things, why he doesn't think this COVID. So it's like I'm sitting with an officiating, I don't want to call him an expert, but he knows his stuff. Right. A lot of stuff that some of these refs don't actually you know they could be ref for 20 years and they could be at the point where they just eh, i don't really care about it anymore you know right. what i mean like i don't right. read the year the the uh the
0: update rule book, well, they update updated them. Rule yeah book. they they update them and, and mm-hmm. it's just like anything else there's everything changes like everything tries to get better you know throughout the yeah. years and and it's how like you said some some refs are old schools where like they're just mm-hmm. going to do what they've been doing mm-hmm. for so long because that's mm-hmm. all they know you know and then you got some new younger refs coming in with different you know ideas or they you know studied something different and all the but everything changes all the rules everything to that point it makes you have to you know love your job and really appreciate it you know the, to be good the one rule that i found most shocking that brody has told me
1: about was the fact that the five second call mm-hmm. okay you know it's within six feet okay mm-hmm. but did you know that if someone else switches over it's not supposed to reset it's not it, if they're if they're both if like one would switch off like if they you know because not really trapping but in a on a screen on a screen yeah like if he's still within six feet that's not supposed to reset
0: wow which I was like yeah that yeah. I, w- I feel like that would be called a lot more that, than yeah absolutely that's something because because you see so many ball screens anymore mm-hmm. that's all basketball from every level yeah you get a lot of that and and, and it's it's because it's the hardest thing to guard mm-hmm. you know so. Uh, and you get mismatches, so you're seeing that all the way from the NBA all the way down. But yeah, that's a that's a, that's an interesting thing to talk about for sure. Yeah, I was like, we were sitting there, and I was amazed for like five minutes. I'm like,
1: wow, that's really like a thing. No one ever, you never see five seconds called. It seems like it's only called late in a game, or you know, something somewhere there to where it's they only want to call it in a critical time of the game. Yeah, because like you you, you hear coaches all the time they'll yell five seconds, mm-hmm. and a ref won't even be counting right but instantly you yell, yell it and they start counting exactly and it's like
0: come on like I feel like that's one of the easiest things to just I just think they lose it because they're look at are focus on so, so many so many things of running up and down the floor and then mm-hmm. trying to look that they they just it's got to be consistent you know and they mm-hmm. they forget to, to start counting and it gets frustrating especially when you're on the defensive side okay. and you're and your guy's working his tail off to, to get pressure and, and, you know, he should get rewarded if if, a guy's, if he's within that range to get I a mean, five-second call. I mean,
1: especially if they're, you're within that five seconds, you know, playing some Aaron Kraft type of defense. defense. Yes. And you know what? We're going to use that as a segue. <laughs> All right. Because we're now going to talk Let's Ohio State basketball. And first off, in this segment I wanted to mention, I uh, now check out the SeatownSportsShow.com. It's a uh, new, like, blog slash website. I don't know what you want to call it. There's an article about there. Uh, from a couple of weeks ago when Wesson was suspended, and I basically was like, you know, Ohio State's not going to be able to win without Wesson. Right. Um, and I think that was clearly, clearly <laughs> clearly true. It's because very they went on a, deciding not to, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's happened the last couple of years. They're, they've suspended someone. They did it last year. It was last year it was Cam Williams. Mm-hmm. He was suspended late. Yep, he was. And it's like, what is, what, it's like, I, I mean, I, kept, I made the joke, you know, what are they trying to tank for a draft right before the, Yeah, I mean, it's almost like it's come down to that at this point for them. And I just, you know, from a coaching standpoint, I, I see where, uh, what Holtman's doing, but also it's when he, he made the announcement, the way I read it was it was an athletic policy, not a basketball policy.
0: That's yeah. the way I saw it Yeah, I, and I was, I'm was i with you I don't understand why you cannot release it to the public I mean, if you want kids to, to learn, you know And see what is right and wrong And what you can do in college sp- sports I mean I don't know if they're trying to brush it under the rug or, or what it is, but I, and when he came out in the article I just read a little bit ago, which is saying that, you know, he did admit I just did something wrong. Like, you know, but that's all he kind of was probably told to say mm-hmm. or whatever. But, you know, was it late to practice? Was it, uh, uh, you know, something uh, more than that? It obviously had to be. I mean, yeah. three-game suspension I, is pretty a big deal. But I, even then, I
1: don't honestly think it was that.
0: Because I, they said, here's
1: my sticking point on all of this. Because when I, when I first heard it coming out, and what I saw from quotes were, it was an athletic policy, not a basketball. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but they said, and then another thing I read was, you know, if it's grades, why not just come out and say, hey, you know, he's struggling right now. Right. But at the same time, I heard that, I, I saw on Twitter, I, I again, I'm not 100% how accurate this was, but someone was like, he had good
0: grades last semester. So, like, it clearly wasn't. Well, not something there. Yeah, maybe it was like I don't know. I was thinking maybe like cheating off an exam or having somebody do their work for him. Who knows? But I'm with you. I believe that, you know, those things need to come out, you know. I I don't understand how they're doing. Especially my biggest thing is, you know, being a Buckeye fan.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, it's just frustrating because you you watch a team all year. Somehow I don't even I don't I mean, if they make the tournament, I don't I don't see them doing anything because they're so I think it's young, and I don't think they're mentally there yet, the players themselves. Yeah. I think you can only use so much coaching. We saw that yeah. early on.
0: Yeah. But I as just, the season I, went on, I just feel like they don't have, you know, the the shooters. Number one, the sharpshooters. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at March Madness, you're looking at a, a whole another ball game. There, you're looking at neutral sites if they get in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you always need a guy that you can score. Now with Wesson. Being back, you know, I look at it as a lot of negatives, and I look at it a lot of, of positives. You know, I look at both sides because number one, they're leave, You know, he's he's been out three games at a crucial time. you are getting ready to get in the Big Ten tournament. You know, you want to play good now. This is the time where you're supposed to be playing at your best when you go into that tournament. Now, you know, now they got to kind of turn the pages. They got chemistry probably issues. The coaching staff's probably mm-hmm. stressing out. Um, you know now how is what well, I, I read. He said, you know, Holtman said, yeah, he's been doing all of his conditioning. He's been doing two. He's been fit. You know, he's doing all this stuff. So you know, the cardio thing, it, it, it should be fine. But it doesn't matter, my, man. You my
1: know? my thing with that is, if he's been able to do
0: all this, why can't okay. he just be out there all playing exactly. on the court? Exactly. Like, come on. Exactly. Like, why he's allowed to be in all the team functions and do all he'll, that he'll, work with the team? He'll literally,
1: he'll literally like help them, like go rebound for the for the bids. Yeah during the, the three-game span, he'd be, all, he'd be there on the bench. It's like, it's like resting a, well, healthy LeBron. That used to happen back in the day before. We won't we, we had that, that far back. But, you know, I right. mean, it's, it's different in college because you have to win to – there's no, like, a certain record you're in. College is so much different. Like, to, to go off of that, you know, obviously Ohio State now gets Caleb Wesson back. Right. I was gonna write a story on that, by the way, but I've—it's been a crazy week, and we'll we'll slowly get that. I'll di- tell you the story of my crazy week. But um, you know, Caleb Wesson is key for the Buckeyes to win anything. I think they beat Indiana tomorrow at twelve thirty. I know you'll be here, right, in
0: class. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. I'll
1: be I'll be a, uh, about a <laughs> two minute drive from here watching the
0: game. Um. <laughs> So... If, I, I, I don't know, though. You know, to be honest with you, I've watched Indiana. Archie's going to have, you know, they got, um, and I'm sure you may know, the, the one stud that's the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is it Smith or not Justin? Langford. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I was it. Archie's going to have him ready. It's not going to be easy. Because, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like they're the nine seed. High State's the eight mm-hmm. seed. So, Indiana, I haven't looked at their schedule, too, in depth. But, you know... The Hoosiers are—they're a basketball town. They're—they're they're, going to—they're not going to be an easy win for the Buckeyes. I can tell you Ohio, that.
1: Right i mean, Ohio State played them once this year and beat them. It was a nail biter at in Indiana. So that was—you know—something. There's something there. It'll be a good game. I watched, kind of—you know—going off of that. I watched one, um, I watched one um, game this morning. Um, oh, it was the NC State and Clemson. NC State won 59-58. The uh, Wolfpack of NC State, they were down by 18 at one point in the second half. They uh, were down 16 at half. And uh, after the game, after the Wolfpack had came back and beat Clemson, on a judgment call on a foul Mm -hmm. with three seconds left, I want to say, they literally drove down the lane. To me, there was no contact. I just kind of threw it up in desperation, like just hoping it was going to go in and try drawing a contact. Mm -hmm. There was nothing there. They called a foul. It was – NC State was down by one. So it was 57-58, roughly two seconds left. NC State, the guy goes to the line, makes both free throws, up one. Uh, NC State calls a timeout and – you know they chucked up a half court shot that was nowhere near mm-hmm. had a shot for Clemson and you know Clemson's Mark Brunel, you know mm-hmm. used to be uh, Wright State's head coach. Yep. Um, that is, that was I think he looking looking just kind of segueing off of that for a second, but uh, Brunel is one of those guys who has actually been a I would say gone to a gone from a you know a, a small team in Wright State. And actually, one of those rare guys that's been successful where he's gone. Yes. Because Clemson was fighting. Like, that. had they went, Joe Linardi had them in the tournament, which is, I think, at Clemson's rate at this point, it's all about just being in the tournament. Because so much stuff happens in the tournament year in and year out. Just making yeah. it, you have a shot to
0: go far. Right. And the ACC is just no joke, you know. I mean, that's every year. You know you're going into that. You better have full ammunition, to be successful in that conference for sure. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, look at uh, but anyways, back to that
1: game. That the key impact on and we're twisting this back into Ohio State is Joe Lenardi then said after a game that that win kept NC State in the tournament. Clemson will now fall out on his new bracket, which I'm assuming he'll have up by 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, and that'll move Ohio State now back into the tournament. But this is all based off of a um. You know what's happening right now because if we, yesterday I don't know if you saw, but last late last night, Eastern Time, St. Mary's beat Gonzaga, the number one I, team I in the that. nation, wow. by 13. Crazy, and that that that's what knocked Ohio State out last night was that at that that team making it when they weren't supposed to win their uh, conference tournament. So you know everything like that. Ohio State's really on the border. They, they easily they they need to win to To be in a tournament at all, you have to be Indiana, mm-hmm. and I think you have to. I don't know if you have to beat. I mean, I think you have to play w- very yeah. well. Like, it has you get to be some... like a, a one or two point. An eye loss test, eye against test against Michigan State yeah. then on Friday. Yeah, I mean
0: it's going to be tough, you know. And I watched. I've watched them a lot too, and this year and like you know the Cincinnati game. You know, I mean they got some, some you know some um, some key victories, but. uh I feel like, you know, like I watched the Syracuse game, you know, and they had that matchup zone. And, and they had so many opportunities to to win that game, and they didn't, you know. Um, it's just, like, I think we've talked about it before, but it's just inconsistency. You don't know who's going to score every night. You don't know how Luther Muhammad is. he going to be a, a game? <laughs> is he going to be on, you know, is Aaron, or, or Ahrens or whatever. Is he going to 29 yeah. points? Like, you know, they're just you just don't know. But, like, I think the factor with Wesson – I mean, we could talk about this for a long time, but I feel like, you know, going up against the Buckeyes, the coaching staff has to plan for him. Like, you have to, you know, because he's such of a key factor. But – and then he also opens up the other players because, you know, if they're all doubling down on him, you know, then that opens up other, uh, other you know shot opportunities for the other four guys on the floor. Um, and I just feel that, uh, you know, with him being there, it's going to help him. But a lot of turmoil going on. I mean, they – they could lay an egg against Indiana. I don't want them to. But, you know, it's just with all their chemistry and all this going on, you don't know in college basketball. Yeah, they just don't. A, That's so why I love much,
1: it. There's so much stuff happening right now with that Ohio State basketball program. And last year, I think, you know, just being able to make the tournament was that no one saw that happening last year with when they had Kate Bates Diop and you know, but he he really wasn't himself last year. Right. I mean he was he played like Someone like he played like a guy that the first couple years at Ohio State he wasn't th- that guy. Right. A guy who could you know I think he really grew that his last season. I think that was huge for the Buckeyes.
0: Yeah, I think he had to. He had to turn. He basically wanted to take the program over. He had to because I think he realized the same situation that, that's going on this year is that there's no really key scorer every night. I mean, you know, can C.J. Jackson hit some shots? Can, um, you know, the young kid is he gonna is he gonna get some rebounds and do some work in the paint? There's just so many question marks. But I do like the leadership. That's where the faith is. I think Holtman's doing. I mean, I think like the other night when they were down, I turned it off, and they were getting drilled. They come back and so, made a run and almost came back oh, and won that, that game. That game, it's yeah, crazy, crazy. You know? So I feel like they they they're they're well coached you know but i also feel like they're not going to give up. You know, i feel like they're going to play as hard as they can. I don't think they're selfish. I just feel like they have to all be on the same page to put a good basketball game together, i guess. That that game against
1: Wisconsin. I was sitting I was sitting at a Winking Lizard up in Akron and it was that game was insane from the perspective of you know I'm sitting there watching it. I'm, ha- I'm sitting there, you know, by- I, there's six TVs in front of me. I'm watching that, and I have an eye on the, the NASCAR race. And I'm like, all right, high State's down 20. I'm getting really upset about this. I need to just focus on the last 100 laps of this race over here. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, we'll see how this goes. So I'm sitting there focusing, and, you know, all of a sudden, uh, the people I were with, they were more basketball fans than... Uh, NASCAR fans So they, they're like Oh wow It's a 12 point game And I was like At that point I was kind of joking I'm like I kind of expected this Without Taylor Weston I mean I didn't think They'd put up a fight Then they cut the Within five And I'm like Wow like, this is, Out of, out of this nowhere is, yes, Right this is, this is like Wow Ohio State has a shot To actually beat them here And, and then you got Your hopes
0: up <laughs> Yeah And then You know I'm like
1: I, at, the, at that point I was like Just just force overtime Right Because just you never know What's going to happen In overtime Oh yeah so I was like, just let's get to overtime and go from there. So we got to overtime, and, you know, it, nothing really fell for the Buckeyes. I mean, I feel like half their shots, it's, it's, they're, they'll bounce around the rim and decide, ah, we're not going in for you. No. But it's been that way all season, and, you know, probably going to continue. Hopefully, I think they can – I'm confident they can win tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I just want to see what their, um, you know, recruit system is for the you know, upcoming season next year. You know, you always got to look at that because uh, we, the one tall um, center left us this year. He would have been a good factor. Do you remember him from last year? The, uh, um, oh, Micah Potter. Yes. Like, I thought I he don't... was – I thought he might have been a good fit. I don't know. I don't even know I, where he went. I, I he... didn't even, like, figure out where I... he went. But I felt like he did some good things, um, you know, later on in that season last year where, you know, but they had, you know, like you said, they had Bates Diop. Uh, I'm looking at the poster over there. They still mm-hmm. had who was the lefty? Um, oh. he, he was good too, Deshaun. Oh, Deshaun, yeah. Um, you know, um, you know, they had some weapons last year, and I thought like Potter showed some strengths, but yeah, obviously didn't like what was going on. I think he went down south to like a SEC team or something. But yeah, um, I think you're right. I'm, I'm almost like positive. Potter like, like uh, but how about the uh, you know a little segue? But how about the, all this coaching drama with? Vertigo with, uh, you know, yeah, and, and then you got like, you know, Syracuse Bams, you know, killing somebody. That's got to be just wearing on these coaches, you know. It's um, another topic, but you know, I think it, it's unbelievable what's going on with coach. I
1: think that comes with just age, honestly. I mean, yeah. I don't. They're clearly being a basketball coach. There's a lot of stress there, from recruiting to actually coaching games, big games especially. And I just yeah. think that comes with age. I think I think we're getting near the end for. uh
0: Roy Williams, yeah, and I think even even well, Coach K, you got, to, you got even Coach K. There's no, yeah. I mean, these guys, like you said, they. What else can you do? You know, mm-hmm. like go spend time with your family, go retire, go be on a beach, and you got all the money in the world. So I know that's, I, I, but it's the love of the game. So you got to respect yeah. it. You know, these guys, they they don't they don't want to stop because they feel like they're letting their family, which is like their their players and the whole university and their fans. So I I see it both ways, but. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's time for them to, you know, let some younger coaches get some some experience and opportunities to get in there, you know. So, well, from there, okay,
1: I'm on a segue to my little Dayton Flyers talk because we've had all this Big Ten talk. Okay, Dayton Flyers have been uh, one of those teams that's been uh, inconsistent. Like honestly, I feel like that's a lot of. I think that there's a difference between Inconsistent in the Atlantic 10 versus Inconsistent and like the ACC and all these other conferences. Mm-hmm. Because I watch enough of the Atlantic 10 to where I think there should be an argument that there should at least be two teams in out of there this year. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a Dayton fan. I'd say either the St. Bonaventure? Year, who, no, who's up there? Who's the top this, this year, year? It's VCU. Oh, VCU of course. They, they're, they're always good. Mm-hmm. They've are they're, they six losses on the season. They're, they're, they've been really good. Um, and then I'd go with Davidson. Davidson, yeah. Davidson, yeah, they I... and then Dayton would be right there too. Dayton's a three-seed. Dayton did beat Davidson at Davidson this year. Uh, lost to VCU twice. Um, both were five-point games. It came down the, the last minute of the game literally. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's an argument there. But I think Dayton at one point uh, until, again, the inconsistency kind of bit them, Joe and had them in his last four in. No one knew how. No one else did. There was, there's this website that has 115 different brackets. Yeah. And right. at one point, there were only two peep, two brackets that had Dayton in that high up. Only two. And wow. like being Dayton fans, like me, David Jablonski, all these other, you know, Dayton right. who that follow fire and that follow them were mm-hmm. like, wow, like we're like somehow being like we, we've been so inconsistent. There's just no way this pans out, which it really hasn't panned out, but I do think that the Flyers are in a place right now where they can I, I'm not I don't wanna I do this some years and i get too excited for them to be because this is their chance to get in by the Atlantic Ten conf you know, winning the championship. And I think they'll be their I think they'll be there next Sunday for for against VCU. It'll be the third rematch. Like I said, both games before now. They've been – unless there's an upset.
0: There can yeah. always be upsets. Yeah. Well, in the day, well and, and you think of the last couple of March Madnesses, you know, Dayton's, you know, been mm-hmm. in there, you know. Yeah. I mean, they, they've qua- and they've – and I feel like that's it's building the program. You know, it's kind of yeah. making a name, mm-hmm. kind of like Wolf. your Wichita you yeah. State's. Um, you know, the other teams that you see in there consistent, you know, Wofford or, or you know, the teams that you see, mm-hmm. um, I feel like once, once you get into the dance, mm-hmm. and, and it starts building your credibility up a little bit. You know, and, and who's the star? Now, i got to um, tell you. Obi Toppin. Uh, from what I'm hearing, I, I just – He's a, a redshirt freshman. I, he has broke the record for 80 dunks right now. Mm-hmm. Jablonski, I talked to him today a little, a little bit because I knew I wanted to be – I wanted to have my facts straight being wow, on c okay. okay, to okay. Yeah, I told him because I don't, I don't watch much of Dayton this year. Last mm-hmm. year I watched Pollard and all those guys because mm-hmm. um, I thought they were fine. I just haven't had the time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was like – he said he's had 80 dunks right now and 66 was the record before. So this dude, is he, he's probably going to leave for the draft, right? I mean, I, right?
1: Honestly, I, I think that he's at that point where, and I don't know, Jablonski tweeted something that uh, Arch, Archbishop, uh, the, the other reporter that covers the Flyers, mm-hmm. he said he has a story coming out about his mom, and he said Dayton fans will like it. Oh, okay. That's what he told Jablonski. Interesting. I think personally, I think at this point, last year we saw with uh, Kosis. Mm-hmm. to Tacumbo go mm-hmm. out and get the sixtieth overall pick. Right. No offense to him, but he didn't wow people like Obi is at Dayton right now. Yeah. I mean he was he's still so raw, I don't think he should have left. I personally don't think Costas was in anywhere near ready mm-hmm. for the NBA. I think uh Obi is hundred percent closer than uh Costas was last year at this time. But I will say this, I think Obi realizes from that mistake that Kostas made that staying in college because A, you still get that education because some of these guys at these smaller schools, you know, in case it does, they don't, it falls through. Exactly. Then they, they got go go to go overseas, they got to go overseas and play, or they got to, you know, go to a mm-hmm. different alternate. I mean, even the most successful flyer right now, I would argue, is uh, Stucci Smith playing for the Canton Charge, mm-hmm. at the Cavs G League team, but, uh,
0: so are you saying the anti – what's the one brother? That was the one you're talking about, right? The Costa that was yeah. the Greek freak's yeah. brother or whatever? Yeah, the Greek freak's brother. Yeah, onto the yeah. and, was and the... he was the last pick, wasn't he? Like last pick, last, last year's la- like fit, the Which last. is crazy
1: because Isaiah Thomas, like, you know, the Isaiah Thomas is in short one, the one that, you know, played for the Cavs that everybody is no longer a fan of. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, that one, he yeah. was also the 60th pick. So mm-hmm. you go from him, then you go – about a foot and a half taller, and you got coasters up here. Six ten. Yeah, like you know, right, right. So, but, so. You, but you're right.
0: You know, if it's if you're a seven footer, I mean, you're, you're almost. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just the size. They need yeah. rebounds. and They need centers. You here, can't find them. Here's what surprised me most about Obi. <clears throat>
1: he uh, won the like for, like Rookie of the Year in the Atlantic Ten this year. Um, that was announced yesterday. But he just is so. He didn't grow to like his senior year of high school. He was six five, which I know is tall, but then right. he grew up to six ten and now he's just you feed him in the post, his he is one of the top uh, shooting percentages in college basketball. He was number one for the longest time I haven't looked recently. Mm-hmm. But
0: he was just because he's in the post and it's either a dunk or an easy layup. Yeah, and I feel like that with, with if he's doing that and breaking records, I mean that's what scouts are mm-hmm. gonna see. They're gonna because you know at the NBA you got every guy that can is an elite passer. So they're gonna think just, you know, get him around the get him around the paint. you got guys, you know, throwing oops to him and, and creating for him, it's gonna be easy he baskets.
1: Was, he was actually named to the uh A ten all first team. As a redshirt freshman, freshman. which is basically a freshman. Right. But, uh, you know, there was only one other freshman that I learned this yesterday has ever done that in the Atlanta 10.
0: True. Who would that be? For Rhode Island, Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. Odom. Wow. When you said Rhode Island, I'd instantly – I remember seeing magazines on him when he was in his powder blue on the – on Sports Illustrated, and they were doing how he was you know, going to be the next stud. Yeah. crazy.
1: Like it, It's That's crazy. So, I mean, OB's got the potential, I think. It's just something that you have to look into now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it'll be it'll be fun. I'm excited to see – this is my week. Like, Obviously, I love the March Madness week right. itself where you have games on Thursday, Friday, and you better believe I'll be watching those. I know you will. But, um, you know, this week too, like I was – I to literally sit at home and I know it's a beautiful day out, and I did take my dog for a walk. So I did do something <laughs> Good, I'm glad. right before I came here. <laughs> I I did watch that whole game and do some schoolwork stuff like that, but you know, it's just crazy this time of year. Alright, let's just cut away for one second here. We're going to go to NFL Free Agency. Officially started. NFL Free Agency uh. trades everything. I see you rubbing your head over here. I've taught the one Cincinnati Bengals fan. Oh, uh. Already? Yeah. Okay? I yeah. talked to one Cincinnati Bengals fan already today about how the bundles Mm-mm. are slowly coming back and uh, are not doing anything. Oh, this is a touchy subject here. <laughs> Take a big sweet of water. You might need it. I do. I need but, um, <laughs> you know, I see I'm excited because it became official right now 21 minutes ago. OBJ is a Brown. Is a Brown. I will point that out. Yeah, I know, I know. they got the, uh, weapons. They're loading the, up. This is how the Browns tweeted it, though. We got him. That's
0: how it was put out. We got, we got him. him. We got him. And well, then, let's and hope he go. stays healthy. because uh, I, I, I think... Achilles, what else is it? Uh, knee. Who knows what this dude... But, but hey, he's
1: a gamer. I mean... He, when he's out there, he, you can tell that he's competitive.
0: He wants to beat that other team. He yeah. wants to do as much. And Jarvis Landry's the same way. But, did you know... Did you, uh, the thing that I think people don't see is how much he like pouts. He's a pouty. No, you're right. The, he him pouts. Him and
1: Jarvis are the same way, though. Yes. Him I, and Jarvis Is have that going to
0: see that? There's my worry. I'll be totally honest with you. They have when I looked at their roster mm-hmm. on Facebook today, and I saw that you know you got Kareem Hunt and you got Chubb and you got Johnson. You got three. You know, and then you got you put like Landry on the one side, you put Odell on the other side. Great. Mm-hmm. Are they going to get mad when others get touches? Are they going to accept being a team player? I, I, you know, I feel like you've got a lot of egos, a lot of egos. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I went to the University of Toledo. I'm going to root for Kareem Hunt forever. I think he's a phenomenal uh-huh. back. You obviously he made mistakes. Um, I made a big mistake, but mm-hmm. you know that happens. Um, but I feel like I feel like you're going to have a lot of egos putting in all the all the balls in a in bag. You know, and it's like so. Are they going to be happy if if they come out and they you know all this high expectations you know is Baker going to you know be that leader I mean obviously I love his, his when they mic him up and stuff and mm-hmm. I, I'm getting a lot more respect for him and I you know when he was javelin the into the buckeye <laughs> no, I, oh, I, I didn't I like him then either. you know but now I, I see like he 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 like has a, a drive to win like that's mm-hmm. all he really knows how to do it seems like but can those guys all accept their roles? Can they all be on the same page? Because you're talking about the NFL here, and I get it. The dog pound is wild and crazy right now, and they should be. But if they lose a couple games, how are they going to fight through that adversity? That that's my biggest thing.
1: You're right. And here here's a nice, next move. I have to throw this out there because I don't know if you saw after the OBJ thing last night. Every said the Browns would want to go out and get uh, Earl Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. Then then it came out this morning that they weren't really going to they weren't into the free safety they were on for a strong safety okay mm-hmm. so just moments ago it was announced uh, Mike or Gar- Garofalo tweeted um, Eric Berry has been released by the Chiefs now since Earl Thomas this morning signed with the Ravens i don't know if you knew this or not i did not know that he went to the Ravens and so did Mark Andrews okay? okay those two are at the Ravens now this now lets the Browns go and try and get Eric Berry like you know, because John Dorsey literally built that Kansas City team. Yeah, it seems like this so Dorsey guys. It's like, is he coming? Is he going? to – It almost, it seems like Eric Berry's headed to Cleveland at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, and it. who
0: knows? He could be real close with Kareem Hunt. You know, mm-hmm. they could be boys. You never know how that yeah. locker room works. I they think, might. You know? I think
1: friendship co- plays a lot more nowadays than it used to. I really think that you know players want to play against each other. And another thing, here's one thing most people don't know about the Browns. Not only because you know you were talking about their edos and stuff but they they both were at uh, LSU at the same time Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham okay the browns have their college wide receiver coach as their so wide receiver so, coach so that's so, so he mean, knows how to he knows yeah, how to work with yeah, both yeah, of them that.
0: so that's going to be nice so that is you do you got me working now cuz i you know i forgot about the landry mm-hmm. i completely forgot about those two being together um you know, I just feel – and Chubb, man, what what, a, oh, yeah. what what a spark. I mean, from him in Georgia, I, I knew – you know, it felt like he was like one of those guys that was there forever. You mm-hmm. know, it was like Chubb. You kept hearing him dominating down there. And um, I think he's a hard runner, you know. And it's um, – and I, I don't know much much about the Kitchens. I mean, it seems mm-hmm. like he's uh, – a No gonna, one does. He's going to have a, you know, a tough task. But mm-hmm. I feel like – from what I'm hearing, and I've watched him in some, you know, some clips mm-hmm. and some stuff when he was going to the draft, and you know, little little stuff. Um, I, it seems like you know he's got his head on straight. I think it's going to be a challenging job for him, but I think it's good for Ohio. But now, look, you got the Ravens loading up, and you know the Steelers—they're not going to go away. Um, you know, even though it's all that debacle with what's going on there, mm-hmm. um, but it's still the NFL. You know, and I think that's something that you know people need to. You know, I think everybody understands that and you want to root for your team, but. Every NFL team has superstar athletes and you know, it's if you can put it together, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: So. One one last NFL thing before we wrap up the show. Okay. Antonio Brown. Yes. Okay,
1: that, that whole debacle on everything. Him basically being able to cry and complain and get his own way to where at one point we all thought he was going to Buffalo. Wow, 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 wow. He tries, nope he's going to Oakland. it's right. where he wants to go. I don't think he should have been able to do that, but you know,
0: apparently he can. Right. I don't think he's as I think he's good. I don't think he's crybaby good enough to do all this. No, I, I, I'm i with you with him. I mean, I, I see nothing but an individualist. And when you're throwing your quarterback under the bus that's that's thrown you the ball so many times and says he can't win on the road, that's just selfish to me. I mean, yeah, you, you know, I mean, you're going to speak your mind, but... You know, I just feel like he, he's – I would not want him in my locker room, just to be totally honest with you. Yes, I think he's good. But when you're rolling up to your preseason games and checking in and you're making a scene off of a helicopter or your your Bentley or, you know, I mean, it's just like – it seems like it's to me it's more about fashion and fame. Um, you know, I, and it is what you – it is what it is. And hopefully the Raiders are being smart because if you're going to throw all that money his way, he better produce. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, a lot of guys, I'm believing in karma, you know, and I think that if he's going to go out there and run his mouth and, and try to be, you know, something, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. But he is definitely good, though. I can't sit there and say yeah. he's not. I mean, you're going to see him mm-hmm. on the fantasy football draft projected oh, in the yeah. first five right now, and mm-hmm. you know, just like every year it seems like. But – that's uh, it's interesting. Hey, Oakland, they're gonna sell jerseys. They're gonna they, sell they jerseys out there. You know, they they're gonna get there because there's there's the fans, Two the years, Raiders fans go, and they're... the Browns fans mm-hmm. are the wildest, most craziest, most. I guess they just love it, and it's 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 neat to see because both teams haven't been very successful, I mean, I... but they the fan base still, mm-hmm. still to this day, I mean, it doesn't matter where you go, you're gonna hear the dogs barking, or you're gonna hear the Raiders going mm-hmm. wild. You know, so I
1: was uh, I was at that Baker's first game. Last last year, that when he came in. Oh, when he came in. Yeah, I was yeah. there. I was I wasn't cheering to put Baker in. I was cheering to fire Hugh. Yeah, that happened four weeks later. Oh, but and they, don't get but me started.
0: <laughs> and now we got Hugh back, and that's really, then you got that's rid whole, but
1: he's not he's not there. I anymore. know.
0: Thank goodness. I know. But won, I, I, I was switching teams officially. Officially, <laughs> officially. I, I was gonna. I don't even know. I was gonna be like an Indianapolis Colts or somebody that's close by, but well. Thank you so much for coming on, Coach DeWitt. It's been Absolutely. fun having you. Always a good time, Clay Diggity. Appreciate you having me on c Town. Right. And uh, hey, if you ever need me back, man, I'm always happy to right. talk. And hey, next you. time let's let's get Dano on. We get let's Coach get Dano. We get Coach Dano,
1: dude. He would love that, dude. He would love it. So all right, for Coach DeWitt, I'm Clayton Ober. Until next time, here on the c Town Sports Show, presented by Sixteen Twenty Two Entertainment.